Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we've watched several things this week, starting with Hawkeye Episode 4 on Disney+. We also watched the new Steven Spielberg version of the West Side Story musical, and then finally we watched Episodes 1 and 2 of And Just Like That, which is the new Sex and the City sequel. Major, major spoiler alert for all of those things, a little less so on West Side Story, just because that is a well-known property, it's a remake, but still, blanket spoiler alert for all of those things. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion, as there are a couple of follow-up points, and without further ado, here's We're Watching What? I have immediately have to forgotten. remind me what even happened in Hawkeye. I it was just like going to say that. I don't ago. remember what happened. Because I have to watch it on Hawkeye. Tuesday nights now or I get I know. screwed. Well, what happened is Florence Pugh spoiled her own. Uh, oh, yes. That's what oh, right. Yes. So we watched that. That happened. I mean, we got right to it. Big reveal towards the end. At the yeah, very I mean, end, all, in fact. We all, I mean, everyone expected Yelena to show up, but it was just. Like, Florence Pugh, what are you doing? And the funny thing is, is I saw it on Haley's page first because Haley re-shared um, it to her stories after Florence had posted that she was in the episode. And it was literally hours, I mean, hours after it was on Disney Plus even. Yeah, I mean, we texted about this, but I think if she had waited, I don't know, even 24 hours, people no, wouldn't have had can't. such a violent reaction to it. But you didn't even give people a chance to watch it like after work on Tuesday, you yeah. know. Yeah, but um, and... excited to see Yelena in it, you know. Yes, yeah, and, I yeah. Mean, and it was it was both. I mean, you know, like you said, obviously, if you watched the ending credits of Black Widow, we all predicted it would happen, and then she got cast in it, and it was announced, and so it wasn't like it was a secret. But you know, it's still something where we don't want to know exactly where it's going to happen before it happens. It's you know, so that's the thing. It's just like you said wait 24 hours and then that's it i get maybe Haley thought oh no big deal because it's out there now whatever after a bit, but still it's just like these, these actors just like come think on. about don't the it problem. don't you want people to be excited about the stuff you're in i was thinking about it though and i was like hmm and i can't remember and i don't think he spoiled anything but you know i, I was thinking is there a gender dynamic at play here because like you know tom holland spoiled things i feel like mark ruffalo almost spoiled a bunch of things if one of them had done this, would we have been as angry at them? I mean, I think I, I will, and we, we as the collective, yes, I think this yeah. group would, would be angry no matter what. But I did have this thought. I was like, damn, these women are coming over to like heavy fire for this. I think the people who are actually upset about spoilers would be. But here's the thing. I was discussing this with a neighbor the other day just about the current culture of fandom right now mm-hmm. and that we are so it's on the, you know, this discussion comes on the tales of all this Spider-Man No Way Home stuff, but we are so there's a fine line between predicting what might come and, you know, like coming up with theories and then being happy when your theories are correct or even reading a theory if you want to read one and then kind of subscribing to that theory and being excited if it's correct. It's a fine line between that and actively searching for spoilers just so you can say you found them. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand the latter. I do not get it. So these interviews, I know interviewers are going to ask because they want to break the story when they're interviewing Andrew Garfield about Tick, Tick, Boom. They're going to ask him if he's in the new Spider-Man, right? Because everyone Andrew wants Garfield. to know. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, but it's a thing where, you know, when we talk about Mark Ruffalo and these others that have Tom Holland, it's often in while doing press yeah. and being asked things, whatever. And so sometimes it's kind of like, oh, something slipped or this and that. And you you kind of forgive it a little bit. But the people that wouldn't, that aren't upset about that are, I think, the same people who are the ones who would post the screenshots of her in this episode if she didn't do it herself. And so I think that they would, well, they would be, they're in the same a, boat. To me, anyway, I'm not happy if you spoil anything, but there is a difference between being fooled into answering a question on a press junket after answering the same questions all day long than actually posting video of yourself in the episode when you claim it that way, I think airs. that's very, very fair. Yes. You know, yeah, when you, and, and yeah, like that is a very fair context <laughs> for it. And I guess I was the most mad that she was like doubling down on it. And she was like, well, I guess I'm banned from Instagram now because I was excited about a show I'm in. And it's like, no, honey, you ruined the surprise for everyone. Yeah. Which is what we did get a happy taste of that, though. We talked about it with, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio like tweeting about the show, which isn't as egregious for sure. Yeah. But, but it, it sucks a, still. Uh, yeah, it sucks still. I think that the people saw that as a 
clue or a thing to add to their to the theories that he's going to appear and we're just like fine with it even though I find it annoying I think we all found it annoying mm-hmm. but this was so I mean it was it wasn't just like something cheeky she said it was like she posted three screenshots of herself of her face in the episode it was like and that's what other people were doing like too she on I literally saw took and, and, video and, of herself in this episode and then just posted it immediately and that's where it's like oh my I don't God. know think like, about it for this <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, again, what else yeah. happened in the That's, episode, I guess? Yeah, what else, other things happened. <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the episode as a whole. I really thought that the, obviously it was very clear it was her when she showed up and she had the mask on and everything. But I liked the. the oh, see, I, I actually the, didn't get it. I, I wouldn't have. I just did not. I didn't oh, okay. get it yeah, until well, she uh, did the widow yeah, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I guess I, yeah, I thought it right away because I, I just did. But I've been waiting for her like looking for her you know so i was like okay this has got to be her because otherwise it would have just i mean we've seen no reason why maya would suddenly be putting on a mask like they know who she is you know what i mean no, so I, it was a thing i where, knew it wasn't but, maya, I liked, but i didn't get it like the structure of it she did the like you know, it was thing. like yeah but i liked the structure of it where it was like oh maya's on the roof here and it's well no she's not she's here with me and i thought the double fight scene the way it was cut together was kind of fun and then kind mm-hmm. of going up to the so the ending yeah. sequence i thought was a high point of the series for me so far I'm biased, but it was a high point for me so far. I yeah, it was, it was funny it was when a she couldn't theme. when she couldn't get across. I thought it was funny. It's def- it's from the comments almost directly. Yeah. Just, uh, okay, yeah. I I just remembered something that happened in it where she hosts the like makeup movie night, and I was just like, this is weird to me. I just I find it odd the idea of you know, and maybe this is just a, like a me hang up, but I was like the idea of having this very family centric thing that's important to him and his family, whatever. And this person who he has just met, you know, I get what she's trying to do there, but I just find the dynamic of like single young woman, older married man who she idolizes, like trying to insert yourself into his family. I just, I don't know. I just found it a a bit bizarre. I thought it, I thought it was a little weird too. I I thought it could have, it was endearing in a way, but then it was like, Oh, we're having drinks. And then it's like, Oh, I'm teaching you how to flick this thing over here. And it started kind of, bordering on like I knew it wasn't gonna get romantic I know no, that, yeah. but it started bordering on the feeling of like in a normal show or movie this is where it gets romantic well well I think the, problem, <laughs> you know, like, the biggest eh. the biggest problem is is that we tend to hire actors his age to be romantically partnered with people her age even though in real life yeah. that's like hanging out with my dad's friend who you know I could right. do without it being totally sketchy you know what I mean yeah. so and- and I don't think it was inherently sketchy, but I was like, th- I think part of the uh, problem with it and why it felt so bizarre is because they've given us this such aggressive time box, right? They're like, Christmas is coming, Christmas is coming, Christmas is coming. And it's like, okay, well, instead of doing this ritual that you had promised your family you would do, you know, why don't you spend this time? And yes, you have to physically recover from fights, all that stuff. But I was like, why are you, you know, the show has set this deadline of like, he needs to get home for Christmas. Why is he choosing to waste his time doing this thing that he has said is important to his family with this person he does not know. <laughs> well, and then that's the thing is I agree that like, if it was your dad's friend or whatever, it might not be as weird, but for me, this was. It's because they don't know. Like, each other. That's my you've weird. Known each other, you've known each yeah. other for mere days. And also it also has the element of like rock star, or movie star that she's been idolizing since she was mm-hmm. a child. And so it kind of felt a little bit like, you know, Marilyn Manson hanging out with a groupie, you know, like that kind of like, <laughs> that's a bad, but I'm just saying yeah. that one hurts me. Yeah, still. I can, so, I can, I can, it's yeah. weird. Cause I, know, I can, James Franco. I mean, I don't know. I guess I can see what you guys are saying, but I didn't, I didn't pick up any weird vibes. I thought it was cute. No, no, no. It, it wasn't about the weird vibes for me. I think, I mean, there was that maybe in the very depths of my mind, but it was more about like, dude, you have been going on and on and on about how you have to get home to your family yeah. for Christmas I get why she made this gesture and is trying to like make him feel better, mm-hmm. but shouldn't you be focusing on how you can get back to your family for Christmas, which you won't shut up about because you know, like no, that's totally. the whole premise of the show. I think I didn't. I think, yeah, I wasn't getting vibes of romance. It's just the structure of it and the okay. circumstance was a little kind of like, mm, you know what I mean. So like, yeah, I yeah. No, I can feel think. it. I think they definitely outed the mom as a villain, though. It felt very. Oh, yeah, see, I, thought, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got that vibe. Very villainous to me. I was like, "Ooh, she knows too much." Like it was a little. <laughs> yeah, you're talking very yeah. Amiga, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So you meant I, I was going to say I thought you meant Laura Barton and. Oh no no no! no sorry, I'm her mom. <laughs> what's funny is I was gonna I was gonna well and then that's my bad because I was like I was thinking his kid's mom for a second but no. I was gonna bring her up because I was thinking I don't know this whole thing and the call and the Rolex watch thing now and stuff. 
she's clearly they're clearly doing something bigger with her. Yeah. And I know that's not Mockingbird's name. I don't know, but like I'm just I, like I, I, just, I did see a thing that was bizarre. like, oh, maybe they're combining her. Oh, like it's very like weird for me if they're the... gonna put make her Mockingbird, but. Yeah, I only said that because I was like, I know that's his like love interest in the comics for a lot of the time and partner in a lot of things. But it makes me wonder, was she, you know, she's so knowledgeable, whatever this Rolex is, right? And then it it was to me kind of, she's just too, she's too uh, involved in an easy way to, of just getting information for him. That makes me like, okay, you're, was was she a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in the back of the day? Did they meet Mm. in S.H.I.E.L.D.? You know, and are they going to turn her into a hero or something? It just seems, it's also Linda Cardellini who, you know, is a decent size actress. So it's like, for them to want to keep her a B character would be strange, I guess, or it doesn't it make sense that they wouldn't want to do that. So wondering what they're maybe going to do there, but it starts to make me feel like his reasons for staying are more important than we realize because it's involving her. Yeah. Like there's because something it's involving yeah. Madame. Well, they, they t- or... Oh, about his no, wife. His wife. Like maybe in her past or like something. Maybe oh, like maybe. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 There's that, more that... to it that will give us, give us more stake. Yeah. Like, retrieving the Avengers stuff is more important because of her and it okay. involves her Somehow, and their family. And right. Like yeah. That. You know, that's what I'm kind of wondering. And she's, and I like that she's so blindly supportive. Um, I, I, I like know, that. But... <laughs> I like that. I kind of like that she's like, because it makes me just kind of like, okay, I like, I like their. I don't want him to just be able to get away with whatever the hell he wants all the time, but I just mean I, if they have this agreement and they are that couple, like I like their dynamic if that's the case. And if there's more to her character, I do like, but yeah, I wouldn't see. be, I mean, I don't know. Making her mockingbird feels so weird to me for some reason, but I guess, I, guess I don't necessarily want mockingbird, but I know, is. but I, I'm like, <laughs> it, I, I'm like, Oh, I guess it could be fine. I like the idea. I like the idea that she's involved and that that adds gravitas to his situation in some way. So I do like that. And maybe because the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing could be really cool. Then, you know, I really like her as an actress. So, yeah. you know, if Mockingbird's the way she gets it, it's not like I'm too tied to that character. And what if her, what if we get her passing? What if her name, what if they changed her name for her protection or something? Like, what if we find out mm. she really is? What's her, I can't yeah. remember Mockingbird's name in the comics, but that it could be kind of cool. But it I've could be also kind it. of like, yeah. I don't know oh, why I'm so stuck on this because I've only read like a couple of things with her in it, so I don't know. I'm like, like weird about it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a, a big. Uh, I'm not all that familiar. Bobby Morse is apparently the name. Yes, yes, Bobby. Yes, I only, I only because I had a recap of the thing up. I don't, I don't actually oh, know okay. who Mockingbird is. So as the, you know, she I'm... and Huck team up a lot or have, and they they are romantically involved. I don't think they're married or not, but. Got it. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm agnostic as to what happens because I don't have yeah. any attachment there, but I also am like. I don't love when we. I was just picture her because she's like a contemporary of Jessica Jones, and so it's like they'd just be changing her age, I guess, which is fine. I mean, it's not stopped them before. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I just picture her as buddies with like you know because both Jessicas, so Jessica Jones and then Jessica Drew, who's Spider Woman and Mockingbird, sort of hang out, and Mm -hmm. I think that's fun, and I like them as friends. But obviously, they can still be friends. They're all younger, but yeah, we are allowed to have friends outside of our age brackets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how old is how old do we think Linda is? Actual Linda? Yeah, probably like just forty. Fifties? No. Fifties? So I was thinking like forties, and I think I feel like Christian is definitely well into her thirties. So I was thinking it's not that far off, but I, for me, I was thinking that, but I don't know. Wow, yeah, I was thinking Linda's like forty-six. She looks great. Oh, so. no, she's from Redwood City. Oh, didn't know that. There you go. Yeah. I was yeah, and I don't know. She's the same yeah. age as Christina Applegate. Oh, Kristen Ritter is thirty nine. So yeah, they could so actually, not yeah, so far off, but yeah, yeah. Christina Applegate is fifty. So you know, you've got a, you've got a nice little. That's the, that's the range. Because <laughs> Christina Applegate is dead like me. Then wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love that show, and so I like her. Then you know, whatever. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like this. It was an enjoyable episode. It gave us a little bit of progress, but probably not as much as. I would, would expect them such a yeah. time. Well, considering villain. there's two left, right? Well, yeah. and so honestly, like, they're setting up so many villains that I'm trying to figure out, like, we're not going to get to it, I guess. We're absolutely getting a season two. There has to be. Because yeah. I just, yeah. I could see a, a, a heavy, heavy tease of Vera being Madame Mask or something like that, right, that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I can see that heavy tease. I'm hoping any Wilson Fisk involvement is just going to be kind of surface level to kind of introduce a story that's going to be Echo's show. Uh, yep. I think Kazi, who I forgot to mention him last time when they kept saying his name, and I was like, oh, God, we're getting Kazi the clown, too. But I, I obviously it's just the main kind of 
tracksuit guy that's working with with uh, yeah um what's your face with echo but i don't know if he'll stick around or what but i could see him kind of continuing on in echo's show working mm-hmm. under wilson or something like that so hoping we're just kind of branching out here and that swordsman will and jock will end up being kind of our main adversary as far as this story right that's concerned. what i'm thinking too because they don't have time yeah. to do anything else so it's like unless <laughs> unless they do it poorly because we'll Wilson doesn't need to or seem to be involved with the story of what Kate's tracking down, right? As much, mm-hmm. it seems like it's more just involved with trying to track down and kill the Ronin. Yes. So it's still very separate. So I kind yeah. of, I, it's kind of like all over the place a little bit, but at the same time, you can really just take it and run with it and not make it that big of a deal. So I'm hoping that's what they end up doing. Otherwise, it's going to be really muddy <laughs> if they really try to do too yeah, much. Yeah, it's, it's going to be so muddy. So I hope they're just setting shit up for later because I would be pro that, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. I mean, six is short. Six is, but they did. A, I mean, yeah. I have faith still. I'm just. They can, they can just, accomplish. They're just setting bit, up but... a lot, you know? Yeah. It. I mean, honestly, it feels like they fillered an episode because they needed it to line up with Christmas. Yeah. And I mean, and also, it... I, I, yeah, I feel like them putting out a five episode arc, people will be like, why don't you just make a movie? Which I would ask <laughs> the same question. Right. No, totally. And then if like they do the six or with the six, we don't know. We don't know the full runtime of it yet. I don't think either. So if oh, they needed true. to fit in more, they could make it longer. It can supersize it. I mean, who knows? But yeah, I feel like it's, it's actually a two hour movie episode. <laughs> yeah, right. But it feels clear that it's like, I mean, it just seems like the, the course of action that you should make this your opportunity to have Clint kind of fade into the background a little bit more and then let her run with the mantle and let's have a season two of Haley as Hawkeye. And maybe that leads into whatever becomes Young Avengers, because by that time we'll know more, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So that could be a cool thing, and I, I support that. But yeah, I'm enjoying my time. Same. All I'm right, well, it. moving on to West Side Story. West Side Story. Is a musical that we watch. <laughs> it was how, how did you two? I'm getting the feeling bit. that you loved it, Dana. Favorite. Sounds favorite. like you're obsessed with it. Obsessed. Yeah, no, it it was a very well-made film, as Steven Spielberg is wont to do. But I never emotionally connected to it, and it's possibly because I just don't care particularly about the story. So, I, I don't know. I don't think it was really made for me. It's not really my favorite story. Matt, how did you? Yeah, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I enjoyed it well enough as much as I could expect to. It's not my favorite story either. I, I like Romeo and Juliet fine. But I do think it's very of its time, and I don't really... I get what they were going for with West Side Story initially. I mean, I've seen the original a handful of times. And I get it. It's just kind of one of those things where it it does feel a little antiquated. But it, you know, I thought it was well done. And I thought the talent was actually pretty pretty there. I actually... I, I will say, I'm not... I'm not some mega fan of the original one, but I did think this was a better film than the original one was, which is probably going to upset people. But I did. I thought... I, I I was mostly wondering about Ansel Elgort as a singer, and I wasn't really sure. And I thought he was decent, and I actually thought he was as strong or maybe a little stronger than the original guy. That's whatever I forget his name. But uh, a lot of times we get these movie musicals, and we get people that are they're hiring for their acting or their uh, their persona more than they are hiring them for their vocal talent. Mm-hmm. And I am guilty of liking several of those incarnations, so I'm part of the problem. But I thought across the board, I thought everyone was pretty pretty good in this. I thought Riff kind of stole the show in a lot of times, and I thought Anita really, really stole it. Anita was the best. Yes. I I had not seen the original in its entirety, I realized. So I watched it two weeks before. I'm I'm with you, Jackie. It's not it's not for me. It's uh, both as a musical and as a story because, you know, shout out to Shakespeare but Romeo and Juliet not my favorite because it's just about dumb horny teens making stupid mistakes and then if you time box it in the 1950s or early 60s it's still dumb it in fact comes across as even dumber or more dumb and for me it became across as dumber just because he he kills her brother and then she sleeps with him and I'm just kind of like I get it, you you know, Matt and I talked about it a little bit, and, you know, yes, her brother was a moron, and we understand that her brother was a moron, and he kind of brought it on himself, but I don't know. I just remember, like, like in middle school or, like, wherever, like, if someone said something bad about my brother, even if I was mad at them and hated them, I was more mad at this other person for bringing it up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we're the only ones who are allowed to be mean to our families. That's the rules. 
And so I just don't like maybe she could have forgiven him and eventually, but it was just the timelines a little tight for me for her to be like, yes, I still want to sleep with you. even though I just heard that my brother died by your I hand. mean, maybe this is the cynic in me, but the just the idea in general of like I met you once at one a time thing and now I love you forever and will forgo my friends and family and culture and everything I've, you know, <laughs> everything I've ever known for you who I haven't even slept with at that point, honestly, you know, in the plot. I, I just I find yeah. it too nonsensical. <laughs> But, you know, I do, I really enjoy the Baz Luhrmann Romeo and Juliet thoroughly. So I don't know why it works in that context for me. I don't know. But I I felt like for every problem with the old one that this new version tried to solve, it actually kind of brought up more new problems. And I I can't get over Ansel Elgort being a problematic person. And I didn't feel like his singing was strong enough to like justify it where I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it why you cast this person who's a huge problem because he's such a great. I was like, there's a million other interchangeable, good looking white guys out there who could sing. He's not the be all end all. Yeah, no, I, I, I constantly and I mean, I even starting this forget about the problematic things that you were telling us about. So I like I'm, I always keep forgetting he's a problem. I meant it more in that like as an actor I thought he was a decent enough singer which I didn't know he could sing before this and so for me it like his singing worked I don't think it excuses problematic behavior no, no, it's yeah. not that strong you know I don't think anything's strong enough to where it should excuse problematic behavior to be clear about that I just mean more it was strong enough I thought he was strong enough to stand against these other people who I think were probably cast as singers or dancers first mm-hmm. in the role whereas there are certain things where it's controversial but I very much like the Joel Shoemaker fan of the opera and Gerard Butler is not a singer. He's just not. And it's not. He thinks he is. <laughs> totally. But I I actually, I have really no problems with what he does in the movie, to be honest. But it's not, it's clearly not to par with what real singers can do. Whereas like this, I felt like Ansel was like, oh, you're a singer, you know? And so that part of it, uh, I appreciate. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's never going to be my favorite story. We talked about Stephen Sondheim and, and it being kind of a, I want to say an acquired taste, but a, a specific taste. Yeah. <laughs> I feel- and I, you know, I, I, I like a handful of the songs well enough, but none of them ever get put onto a Broadway musical playlist of mine, let's say, <laughs> you know, like I'm never like, oh, I got to go hear that one again. But yeah. I don't know. I, one thing that stood out to me about it in this version, especially, I felt like there was a mix of, of kind of imitating or emulating i guess uh especially with cinematography and sets certain things from the original and then mm-hmm. other things were completely like let's up the ante about was this the, um was I, the trans was character new no um, well i didn't remember it but that doesn't mean anything the characters in the original i cannot remember if he is trans no so not. in the original it's a girl it's very explicitly a girl who dresses like a tomboy i think they call her a tom like they'll use the words tomboy okay yeah, yeah. so the, the character there is a a character who does not fit in with the a character who's not gender a female character who wants to be part of the group but they won't let her because she's a girl they decided to yes. update that to be this is a trans person yes in this okay. yeah which, which cool. you know yeah but it's like i mean i think the biggest thing for me i was like was this good enough to justify remaking it like think about how much money we spent on this and how many original films you could have made for that price yeah well, no, that's the my, thing is, I my think forever overall... problem. Yeah, my forever yeah. problem with this will be that Steven Spielberg could literally make any movie he wants. There is mm-hmm. no 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 studio on the planet who would tell him no if he came to them with an idea or a script or whatever. And with that kind of power, I just don't understand why this movie. To be fair, like it seemed ended and it said for dad, and so I'm assuming it has some sort of sentimental value for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's valid, but I'm also still, like, dude. <laughs> Man, he yeah, can no, anything. Uh, there is nothing he couldn't make, you know? Yeah, I thought for the first 20 minutes of the film, for sure, including the very opening shot, it was so directly the original that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow. And then that whole first sequence, even though, they, you know, it was, they made it feel more real, like, more actual... Not they had extras. Sets. No, it's honestly, I, yeah, I well, was thinking about it. I was like, oh, you can afford to have more people in this. Yes, but also location. There, there was, yeah. I felt like there was more locations and there were more than just, because a lot of the scenes in the original, and this might be part of the, the heart of it too that someone could argue, but a lot of it to me in the original, I remember feeling very much like, oh, this looks like it's on a stage. 
not always, but for parts of it where it looks yeah. like and it's kind of like, oh, and we know this is a stage play as well. So it kind of makes me feel as if it's like, oh, okay, you didn't really make this feel like a movie where I'm believing this is real. And I do feel this one, they did do a lot with cinematography as well as different sets and locations that made it feel kind of more like a real movie mm-hmm. in that way, story aside. Uh, and I appreciated that stuff about it. But yes, I agree that I said this from the first time I even heard it was happening. It was like the original is perfectly fine enough. I don't know why you need to remake it. Even if I loved the original, I maybe I'd even want this less. I don't know. Cause it's like, do I want, I mean, I don't love or hate this movie either, but let's say like, do I think that they should remake Greece? No, I just don't. Oh God, I think don't it's say, perfectly Don't say fine. such blasphemy. Cause but you know, know what I mean? they're going to try and do it. I'm sure they will someday, but it's just like, it's perfectly fine. And yeah, are there problematic things in it that maybe you could try to make less problematic here? Sure. But do you need to? Or could you just do something else? I just, I don't know. I just, I can't imagine having the freedom to make any movie I wanted. Anything. Anything greenlit. And choosing to remake something that's, it was good. Yeah. And, and you know, you can certainly argue that, like, West Side Story does not hold up as well as it could have. But it's also a product of its time. And I think being able to compartmentalize and like overlook some of those things because you're like, okay, well, this was made however many decades ago. Fine. But some of those problems still persist into this new version. And so it's like, well, what's your excuse? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's the problem I have with it. I, anyway, I did, yeah, I did just, not have a good know. time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel that. I, I enjoyed myself enough watching it, but I don't I don't see a future of me turning it on again. Some, I mean, I don't know. I can't like, imagine watching it again, honestly. Not, but, but not, yeah. in a, not in a like, I would never watch yeah. it again. If someone begged me to watch it, I wouldn't be like, it's I'm not going to do it on my own volition. Yeah, I didn't personally be. love it, so it's not going to be on my rotation. But like, yeah. if I'm in yeah. the room while someone else is watching it, I'm not going to leave. Yeah, I might. I might. My, <laughs> yeah. well, my t- I was really a violent yeah. reaction to this. <laughs> <laughs> my two other like positive takeaways were: I thought the lead Maria. I thought the actress. I liked her singing. I thought she was. I thought she was a good singer. I was. Uh, I had never heard her either before. I know she's going to be playing Snow White, right? But was no, she in, oh, yes. in the Heights. Yes. Oh no. no, it's a different one. Yeah, no, but she's uh, but she's gonna be playing Snow White. Um, yes, the actress in the Heights is playing Batgirl. But I thought that her singing was good, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm interested Wait, to hear, you know hear that. But what's that? I missed the Batgirl comment. Oh, I was saying the the actress from In the Heights is playing Batgirl, oh. and the one here is playing Snow White. But well, one of the actresses is in the Heights. But I just meant if you were thinking an actress from there going on to a big film. That's what I thought. So that's why I thought it was her. But I. Yeah, and then I thought that, and then I thought uh, the, for the most part, I thought the dancing, which obviously the the routines are the routines, but I thought these dancers were like, wow, they did, they got good ones, they got, <laughs> they got actual, good, they got which, actual Broadway dancers to do this, yeah, um, which they don't always do. Yeah, often you don't see that as much, and I was like, wow, for the level of talent that I thought a lot of these people had with dancing and then with singing. Again, like I, I reference like Riff and different people in the movie that I thought, well, for the most part, they were good actors, like I was saying. So it was it was like you really I mean, it's Steven Spielberg and they they if they're going to do it, they damn well better get these people. Yeah. But they did do the work and source the right people, I thought, which was cool. Yeah. 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 I'll give it that. Listen, I said yeah. I, I was impressed by the dancing and cats, too. I don't like them. I don't I don't defend the movie on any other oh, level. I will defend that, but... Cats so much. I had a great time at Cats. But, but it's true. Like I did have a great time at Cats because it was so absurd and bad. It's just like, what is this? But yeah. But you watch that like the Jellicle whatever with ball when they're all dancing before whatever. It's like the dancing's incredible. I'm like, you got you got real which it makes it sadder because you're like, oh, they all thought this was their big break in film. But yeah, I was just saying, like, you know. <laughs> I like when they really do go the extra mile and they really get, they don't phone that part in, which is yeah. important. So yeah. kudos to that. But, you know, that's about where I'd stop. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, when I walking, I was just like, okay, people who love this are going to love this and that's fine. People who don't like this, this is not going to, this is, you know, this is not going to convert you as opposed to being like, ah, oh, yes, yeah, see this instead of the 61 version. Like that's, that was my. Interestingly, our audience, away, I think. No, that's a good point. Into yeah. it our audience was like clapping and cheering and like all kinds of stuff that they don't Again? even do for Marvel films. But one guy at one point told them to shut the fuck up. And so then they stopped, which I thought was rude. Well, as I say, yeah, during the movie, they were pretty quiet, but at the beginning it was like, but it's because that guy told them to shut up at the beginning. Because you know? they kept, well, one person kept like, being annoying and like, 
trying to start a clap wave every time. Yeah, I was like, were they being ironically? They were being annoying. And then I think they were really excited, but they were being annoying trying to start claps again when it didn't Mm -hmm. happen again before the movie even really started. One guy's like, shut the fuck up. And then people were quiet for a long time because I feel like they were worried that he was going to get mad at them, which, again, I think he was just because it was the guy was being annoying or the girl. But at the end, people clapped and people, you know. Yeah. People seemed into it, but. I, I can see down the guy kind of row, a row in front of us. I can see him, you know, dancing around every time there's a song on. I think that I think that the the musical and the movie have a, a kind of a cult following. And I think, well, like you I said, mean, this is for them, and they're going to like it. It's not going to convert anybody. Yeah, there's no denying the impact that it had, you know, on film and musicals and all that stuff. You know, whether or not we like Sondheim or Bernstein or whatever it is, you know, like it's the director of the original one. Like, yeah, absolutely, but. I, that doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> oh no, no, not at all. But yeah, it was just an interesting observation because it was another kind of like, oh, people are loving it. <laughs> people love this. And, yeah, yeah. No, I you know? like I, I've been seeing the reactions and people are generally being pretty generous towards it. The ones who are already, I assume, fans. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it, that's a at least now I can say I've seen the original. Is honestly what it comes down to. <laughs> it's an entirety. I've seen bits and pieces over years and years, but I've never seen it all strung together, and I never need to see it again. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say they weren't. I don't feel like I know some of the songs. I think were in different order, but like they didn't. They don't feel nearly different enough to yeah, have sat yeah, through I, both to back like that. <laughs> oh, it was it was brutal. I was like, what if I? Why did I do this? Nobody made me do this. <laughs> I picked the movies. What if I'm an idiot? <laughs> I made me do this. Oh God, I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to, I don't and just like I, that. And just like that. just jackie's face i can't t- you loved it you loved it as much as i loved west side story is what i'm i'm sensing <laughs> no, from the me? face you're making yeah no no this I is sar- sarcasm it. dripping oh, dripping yeah, sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes there we go <laughs> yeah, um, so I mean, as much as i liked west side story <laughs> I, yeah i didn't i didn't like hate it or anything i just i've never liked big and i've never forgiven him for leaving carrie at the altar and so it doesn't mean i want her husband dead or anything like that but in some ways, I'm happy that he's out of the picture because I don't like his character, but I also don't really want to deal with a grieving Carrie the whole season, so I'm not really sure. Like, I don't know. It wasn't the direction I expected the story to go, which, you know, is good and bad. Matt? Yeah, I my, my two biggest takeaways were, aside from the attempts at, like, oh, it, like, it felt like, dropping these women it's like they are from outer space and it's like they have not been alive all this time and so they're here now having to adjust to our new current culture and i'm like no they've been alive all this time the miranda well, stuff is like, cringe for me i can't do it i i honestly was i had to like speed through the miranda stuff when she was in class i couldn't watch it i was so embarrassed yeah. oh yeah you're, just, you're and miranda hand. is not like that she wasn't like that before no i was saying i was saying to because uh, our Jackie's sister was texting me about it and I was saying to her that it was it was I mean give if you have to do that kind of storyline which I just don't think you had to do it but if you have to do that specific storyline like maybe Charlotte. give it to Charlotte or something but not a Miranda mm-hmm. Miranda would never but beyond Miranda's that Miranda's smart enough and she's been a lawyer for a long time yeah, she's eloquent she, yeah. Luke. yeah she's yeah no way but beyond that it it was like damn like getting old is awful because it's like they acted like they're ancient. It was like, oh, Steve's hard of hearing now, which, you know, could happen at any age. But it was like they're giving them all these different ailments. Wow, being old sucks. I feel like Darren Starr is just like really upset about getting older and is like making a show about it. <laughs> but it was that. And then the second one was just it was such a to start a season off on such a sour downer note, even though I also don't like big. Even if it was just he cheated on her and just, left her. To start it that way is so it kind of like you taking want to watch the, it. You know, like, well, I don't want to watch it. taking the, the fun that exists in Sex and the City. It's it's just ripping it out of it completely. Yeah. And I was like. No, oh. I'm with you. That's, that's such a great analogy. It's like taking these women who didn't live somehow during this whole time and then dropping them <laughs> into today's society. Because, like, Carrie on the podcast, like, not oh, able my God. to talk. She's never heard and of like, it. And it's just like, What? <laughs> Like, she I mean, worked in media before this was over. She would have had to learn this stuff. It's not like... I could believe she never heard her podcast. I don't know why, but I could just believe it. Like, she's so terrible that I'm like, mm, yep, that tracks. <laughs> I could. The thing is, I could see her being someone... I think it fit for her to be doing one, right? Because of, like, that's, like, an evolution of kind of what... Not journalism, but, you know, has kind of become in a way, you know? Yeah. And 
I could see her doing, but, and maybe she hadn't heard one or whatever, but it just felt like they're not so new now to where now this is happening this year and she's never, she's barely familiar with anything about them, whatever. It's like, it felt so, this is really the storyline you're going with? Is that like Carrie needs to try to loosen up more on a podcast? <laughs> yeah. It was well, just like, I'll- Really? Oh my well, god! And it's it, like, and I, but I loved what's her face from Grey's Anatomy, Sarah Ramirez. Yes, I, yeah. I liked her character. I also thought it was so bizarre that Miranda has a son that she just like lets be sexually active anywhere in her house, even though she hates it. Miranda was never that easygoing. So this was my. I was thinking about this before today's discussion. I was like, wow. To its credit. It was a cultural phenomenon in such a way that you could say, hey, are are you a Carrie? Are you a Charlotte? Are you whatever? And a lot of people would know what you meant. It was a defining personality trait. Mm-hmm. So my question to this group is, which one of them were you? Back in the day, we are exempting now because I don't want to be any of them now. <laughs> I always found, I think a lot of people found Samantha the most fun entertaining. And I partied a lot like Samantha, I guess. I still party. Not necessarily in the the sexual way as much, but the partying and being just kind of like social and whatever. But I always kind of identified the most personality wise with Carrie and Miranda more. Okay, like somewhere in between there. I don't really know which. Yeah, I that's really so funny you just said I that because I was literally thinking. I, thought, I think Carrie is so annoying, so I hate like being. But I think I'm the most probably like Miranda slash Carrie. Just okay. never Charlotte, honestly. I'm just I'm not a Charlotte for sure. Data's like Samantha, I'm Charlotte. And Samantha really? is just too. Yeah, no, Dana's not a. Samantha. I'm sorry, that was so mean. I'm just, uh, that was so please, harsh. Please forgive me, Dana. Um, but I don't think. Yeah, I'm you definitely are dead to me. I'm not sending flowers to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think. I mean, my sense of humor is more like Samantha's. If we had to, like, you know, that's the but thing. I, is I, I think, like, like if I had to pick Samantha. one, I would probably pick Miranda. But I think Dana, I'm going to sign you Miranda too. Is that what you're thinking? I was absolutely yeah. I identified as. And then, but then in the later seasons of the show, they did her so dirty where I was like, Miranda would not have stayed with someone who cheated on her, to me at least. And then I, I stopped yeah. identifying as any of them and I hated yeah. it. Yeah. Well, as it got longer, you know, I, I liked the show pretty solid. It kind of, it started unraveling a bit toward the end, but then they ended it and it was good. They did that. And then I hate both movies, but yeah, I would the agree with that. The movies just and it, ruined it. it. Like, God. To no. the... Well, until like the Miranda with the the you know her son point and everything, like I I I agree with that. And then also at the same time, I'm kind of like you know she never knew exactly what to do with the kid, you know. And so I could kind of subscribe to this idea that she he has just gotten away with murder his whole life because she doesn't know how to parent him, and so she's got this way of yes. And Steve's so like whatever that (laughs) you know. Well, I was gonna say the other thing is so they've set this in a world where the quarantine and pandemic is over. But I, you know, they have acknowledged that the pandemic happened. And so I was like, oh, maybe it's a situation where it was either like, let him bring this one girl over and deal with him having one partner in a controlled environment where they're not, you know, sneaking around and getting COVID or nothing. But that's, you know, the show does not justify that logic. That's just the logic, the Miranda logic I imposed on it. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. But I I just feel like that version, I don't know, of Miranda. Her making this massive scene about the marijuana at the wedding and like oh my god like i don't know everything Miranda did in this lady. episode yeah. was so embarrassing to me that like i couldn't i couldn't watch her yeah it was weird i would say to those two points though i hated the pandemic thing i would rather you just didn't bring it up and we just in this fantasy world where a pandemic didn't happen to be honest than to bring yeah. it up and then have new york be normal and there's not a mask inside because they have some even though in right new york they have to do masks inside and show their vaccination status before getting yeah. so I, that that was like a, a bit of a removal for me i was like well just don't mention it we can just wonder we don't have to it doesn't have to be a plot point and then what i didn't need is well, okay, you can tell me that Miranda's son is 17, but that I don't need to see a graphic sex scene between him and his also 17-year-old girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, what Agreed. are you thinking? Like, yep. it's like, he can be 17 and you can have the plot line that she's stepping on condoms and landmines everywhere. And it's like, okay, cool, whatever, because that's honestly what high school kids do sometimes. But it's don't like, I don't need it. to then yeah. see it. Like, I, I mean, that we're effectively kind of watching child porn. Like, I don't need to see kids having sex. I don't know. It's yeah, just, it's I hated that. I thought it was such a really gross and weird decision. Yeah. Agreed. 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 So we have to talk about the, the lack of a certain character in this. I just, I feel like 
yes, you are such a, such a good analogy where these women are aliens and they've just been dropped. They, you know, they've been in stasis for the last however many years and have been dropped back in what they did to Samantha and the way they addressed it so abruptly, like in the first five minutes, I was like, I hate this because we get the weird pandemic, like, haha, thank God it's over. And it's like, BT dub Samantha's in London. We don't speak to her ever. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And it just kept getting worse and worse. And I was like, these are not the characters you established for us over years and years. And yeah, I get it. We have to figure out, you know, how Kim Cattrall is not going to be in this and all that stuff. But the way they do it is just so, I don't know, cruel to her. And I was like, this is a character you had us love for years. Like, what did you, why, yes. why do you have to turn on her like that? Like you can write a person. Well, and the reasoning Dave was so dumb. And it's like one of those things where it's like, just don't explain the fight. Just say, yeah. just like refer to the fight like the Clone Wars, okay? And <laughs> just guess what could have happened to them forever and never really yeah. know. But instead you're like, oh, Carrie fired her as a publicist and apparently Samantha's so shallow that she decided to get rid of X amount of years of being soulmates or whatever right. they call each other. It's just you know? absolute character assassination. And it's like, mm-hmm. I could see a world where Samantha has had a falling out with Miranda and isn't talking to her anymore but carrie is the glue carrie is the one who is all of their best friend well carrie also sucks so they really actually all have she totally that's that's it like no 100 but but that's the story we've been given all this time Mm -hmm. and so for samantha to you know you she could have just moved to europe but then i realized once we got to the ending of the first episode and into the second episode with big right i know but once we got to that that's when I realized why they felt the need to address it so egregiously, because then it's like, oh, well, now we have to, like, explain why Samantha would not just, like, drop everything and come here. Yeah. When, when Big's dead. So it's because otherwise you could have just you didn't even have to mention it, honestly. On It could have been it would have been annoying, maybe, but just whatever. Right. We knew it wasn't going to happen. So whatever. But then you know, just imagine this world where, like you said, she's so shallow that when Carrie no longer needs a publicist currently because book sales aren't a thing anymore for her, mm-hmm. that Samantha stops speaking to her, moves, doesn't return countless. Like they tripled down on this. Like does not return. They showed the that screen with like a bunch out. of They show Texas. the screen. And I'm like, okay. And then when Big drops dead, who she also knew very well, mm-hmm. she just sends a really pretty flower <laughs> arrangement with a card doesn't yeah. even write a text, doesn't write an email, doesn't call nothing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that is the most disgusting character assassination. I would have preferred you killed her at that point. Honestly, well, the thing is, it was is just like, so I annoying. have friends that like, like I have a friend from high school who when we see each other, it's like no time has passed, but we'll go years without seeing each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, we're decent friends. I would still consider us decent friends because we did have that closeness a long time ago, but lives have taken us in different places or whatever. If I heard that her husband died, I would make an effort to go to the funeral, you know, even though we're not like on the phone with each other every other day or anything. Like I care about her as a human and I would make an effort. And I don't think that like, I don't know. I just don't see any reason why Samantha wouldn't show up, but well, why did we kill big? Why? So, the valid reason for Samantha not showing up would have been it's still a pandemic, but we already removed that reason in f- the minute one. And then as to why we killed Big, I just I I also did not like Big Team Aiden forever. But I I, I read a an article from Vulture uh, right before this uh, from a, a cardiologist saying like should Carrie have called nine one one? Could that have helped? And the cardiologist was like absolutely. The amount of time that passed, and then this this writer I, I have to link it like. This writer also is like, okay, well, the Manhattan School of Music is this far from where they theoretically live, which is like eight minutes away from a hospital, blah, blah, blah. If she had fucking called 911 immediately, they might have been able to save She him. should have been calling 911 while running for his nitroglycerin pill, which is exact that they put under the tongue or whatever. Remember, because she mentions like, oh, yeah. do you have your Apparently that might nitro? not actually help in an acute situation. No. you know but, but either way but either way no, it was like she's she just, just gonna sit there you know. crying like what well i think yeah. regardless of what would have helped and what would have been possible it's kind of like irrelevant to the fact that i know shock and everything you don't know how you're gonna be but any reasonable person 
you see that, you just call 911. I don't oh, know. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, not only that, fucking CPR people. CPR. Yeah, like, right. learn CPR. Get, like, this is our PSA. Learn CPR. Perform CPR in those yeah. situations. Don't just cradle. Yeah. Well, it's like either make him be dead when she arrives, mm-hmm. right? So that she, like, feels his pulse and he's gone or something. Yeah. Which solves all of these issues. Or have her be a normal person who calls 911. Just call 911 and then drop the phone and go over there and I would have no one would have bumped, I don't think. No. Yeah. No one You might be like, oh, try this, try that, but not everyone. And I'm like, oh my God, he's still alive and she didn't call 911. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was just it was so weird and like you were just going for this drama. I'm supposed to be sad right now, but I'm just kind of like, this is dumb. This is well, this is why Carrie is the worst character. She is the worst. She is a murderer. Well, and I knew something, and we all knew something weird was going to happen when she put on those wedding pumps and then made, like, a big deal about it. Yeah, I yeah, did not. I And I really hated the editing, the oh, whole Oh, God, with him, like, on the, the thing. And it was, like, so obvious oh, what was going to happen because it was, like, oh, good. He, and apparently it's like, become a thing with Peloton, which I understand. But well, I was so They obviously paid shocked. for the promotion, which is so interesting because like I don't I think they paid for it. I think they well, probably. You think they paid for it? They probably no, 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 no. I think they said they explicitly said. I think it was. It's so funny because I've been thinking about this since I've been watching a bunch of stuff and thinking about trade outs and all that stuff since we were talking about all the holiday movies. And apparently, Peloton didn't know how it was going to be used, so I think they, yeah. you know, I donated product. Yeah, donate product, yeah. and also it's a proprietary platform. You know, their classes. I don't know if that's well, a real instructor like a real or no. Yeah, I, I hope it's not, just because like the way they, you know, yeah. that would have yeah. been bad <laughs> to be like Which this woman kills is, people. Because honestly, like it's the kind of thing where I mean, I've talked, I've talked to Peloton about that kind of stuff in the past for shows I was working on and trying to get product for them and everything like that. And if they donated product and it was an incidental basis, you know, the the production company is obviously probably protected legally, but. This is like the exact kind of thing that I was paid for years to prevent from happening at my last <laughs> yeah. job. It's like, like you cannot disparage a again. It's not to say that it's like oh the bike killed him. It's like we know Big is unhealthy, and they made a point to say he had heart issues and this and that. But whatever we know these yeah. things. But the way they put it together to just the the average viewer who's not thinking about things, it looks like he pushed too hard on a peloton and dropped dead. Yeah. And it was like, and they made sure well, to let you know that it was a Peloton. I couldn't figure out, like, because it said Peloton so often. I was like, they must have paid for this. But who would pay to kill a main character that everyone, No, know, they did. They, they claimed they did not know what well, was going to happen. Never, you would never, at least in my experience as a brand anyway, you would never pay for something that you're not approving. Like, they would, if you pay for an integration, you're getting, you're watching it before it airs. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are approving it. And there are absolutely guidelines and standards to how your product can be used in the show and so it's like there's just i i would be shocked if they paid anything for it but i was i thought it was so wrong on the production company's part to do them so dirty i really did i don't think they thought they were doing them dirty but obviously they were doing them dirty and then my my i've been so sucked up into the the and just like that discourse online because it's just people's reactions are so funny i gotta give peloton credit for working with Ryan Reynolds's, you know, ad company because they were the butt of his joke yeah. last year, you know, and he came out with that aviation gin ad a day later. This took this took them two days, you know, but then they have this whole Peloton ad with Chris Noth. And I was like, the only thing better would have been if it had been Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Right. And being like, <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> you know they reached out to her. They, but she, yeah. There's no way. She's like, no, thank you. I'm, I don't yeah, want any Chris part Noth was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I love his sense of humor more. for doing it. Love yeah, that. I do too. But it is more Big's character to cheat on Carrie than it is to just drop dead. I, it's so funny because he has nothing left to lose to piss off and just like that because he's dead. Like he does, he's like, I don't care. I'll do the Peloton ad. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was just something where it was so. We talk about like what kind of writing is this, but it's it's literally we're watching something where we're making a show just to do it, and there mm-hmm. are not good story ideas. All well, of them are having just bad. Plots. not just that i feel like i was on this tangent earlier and then sidetracked myself no but <laughs> the other thing that you know they felt so out of time and out of place but then the show also feels like it's trying to aggressively make up for because actually kind of like west side story you know it's very much encapsulates a bubble in time 
it's very accurate to what it felt like in the like 2000s and all this stuff. Oh, I tangented on like, what personality were you? You know, as a byproduct of that, it certainly had problems. We've evolved in the last 20 years. We've evolved in the last 60 years since West Side Story. But it feels like they're trying to cram in all of this. Look how woke we are now. But it's still being written by the same people who clearly do not connect to these things. And so they'll have these moments of, I mean, I, you both have already talked about the Miranda stuff just made me want to peel my skin off. I, I hated it so much. The the other new woman who they're basically trying to bring in to replace Kim Cattrall, who's like the perfect everything, blah, blah, blah lady. And I, when they were at brunch, again, the first five minutes of the show really did a lot to piss me off. But, you know, they're at brunch and they're talking about this person. I was like, what are they what's going on right now? And I was like, oh, my God, they're describing a character. They're giving us a character's resume in exposition to try and like jam this in and have us like her because she's cultural, like she's ethnic. I don't know what you're doing here and then the sarah ramirez stuff i was like this feels so out of place and so forced and at the same time as they're trying to do all this and bring in all these new characters she's still making like you know hey girl jokes at the two gay guys you know there's still those those two are a, a time bubble of i don't know offensiveness it just i was like what the, you should have left this you should have left this where it was you should have yeah just not do it the most they, relatable well, moment shouldn't... the whole thing yeah, go ahead. Was Miranda when she made the comment about like at the, at the brunch, but she was like, "Oh, a friend of fries is a friend of mine," or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely I was true. into that. That's the um, most yeah, relatable no. moment. The whole thing. That was the. I feel like it's you know they shouldn't have made any of the movies. I didn't like either movie, and I didn't like I don't like this so far. So leave it alone. Yeah, just like let's leave things where they are. There's no. We gotta stop. We just yeah. we must be stopped. The yeah, problem is just, so many people fucking watch it. It doesn't matter. Well, and the the other problem is like I think my biggest uh, after I agree with everything you just said. My biggest problem across the board with it, I think, is honestly that it's upsetting how, in my opinion, how wonderfully and perfectly the three of them just slip right back into these roles. Like I believe that they are these women. Like mm-hmm. they're playing. Like it was it was Miranda, Carrie, and Charlotte sitting at brunch, and I'm like, oh, see, I want this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like. This. Like there were moments in the where they were going back and forth where they get into the groove and the dialogue gets into its groove a little bit where I was like, I do, I love that's my favorite thing about the series, right? And it's like it's it's just sad how wonderfully I think they still play the roles to where it's just like that the stories are over. And it's like Kim Cattrall has been right all this time. And we probably knew she probably was, but it's like she's like, these stories are over. This mm-hmm. character's over. It is, they are. She could yeah. have been there and this would have still been terrible. In yeah, that way, people, I still or, enjoyed things about it. I don't to, hate it, but or we need to stop letting the people who originally wrote the characters write them again because there might be I new think stories there. Yeah. But I know Darren Star doesn't know them. No, you know, be be like George Lucas. Give away your thing. Not that the latest trilogy is a good example of that, but you know what I mean. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's writing what he knows, which is like he's upset about being old, and mm-hmm. he is probably not feeling like he knows how to fit in the current climate. And so he's writing a story about women who are old now, getting old, yep. which is okay. Let's, they're not that old, okay? But it's like they're, you know, getting old, and now they're doing the woes of oldness, and they can't fit in with the, the climate now. And it's like, okay, but that's not interesting. And it doesn't feel you. He clearly hasn't done the work. So, <laughs> no, so it's not, not. So it's not coming through, you know, like as, yeah. as, be- as believable at all. I it just it made me really upset to watch the entire thing, and it felt like longer than however long it was two hours. The weird yeah. part is Cynthia yeah. Nixon is like a political operative like she ran for like mayor or something right like she met Go- governor of new york governor and governor and so she knows this shit you know what i mean like the actress herself would not be this terrible at talking to black people <laughs> i mean she didn't win so no um, <laughs> uh, but i agree i i agree with you it's 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 truly like they're they've devolved as characters they are stuck in time from where they were the world has moved on they these characters absolutely have not i think the other thing that was like such a bummer is sex and the city used to be fun like the last few seasons aside it was a fun show like they had fun and this is now implying that as you get old you can't have fun exactly everything maybe like everything oh, getting is old sad. sucks getting old yeah. sucks that's all i know and it's like yeah that's what i mean is like the, the first like several seasons of that show 
were so infused with fun and there was heartbreak and sadness like infused within it but it was never outweighed as a whole by the fun they had and now yeah. and it was it's a comedy i don't ever think of it as a drama it's a comedy right with drama in it but it's a comedy yeah. <laughs> you know i just would have loved the comedy of them sitting around complaining about their lives and their children you know what i mean and then we see how terrible their children are or whatever that's what i thought we were going to get you know yeah <sighs> Yeah, it's a it's a bummer. It's a big bummer. I mean, I I didn't have a ton of hope for it, but I had like a I didn't think naive... it was going to be this bad. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I had a naive, a naive hope. That I'd be like, okay, cool, like karma. It's like I do not like the movies, but if they are on and I find myself, I can find myself watching occasionally. Like I'm not like angry that they exist. I just don't. No, think no, no. Very good. Yeah, but, I don't love you know what, what I mean? happens but I, so in them, but I like some moments in them. Be- yeah, because they they do. The four right. of them they're not like the most chemistry. poorly written things of all time. Well, the first one's not that bad. Yeah. Right. I, the second I one's pretty bad. I don't remember anything about the movie. The only The yeah, second, second one's one literally just a plot. commercial. The first one has it's a like, definite plot. It's just, just frustrating. The second one's like a commercial. Like Abu Dhabi or something? Yeah, for Abu yeah. Dhabi. That's basically they're just like doing stuff there. I love it. Does, I, I love and then get Carrie, Carrie gets tempted by Aiden because he's there randomly and so she's tempted oh. by him even though she's married to Big and then the first one you were mentioning Miranda getting back with Steve after he cheated and that oh, that's in the movie I don't remember yeah, that's, the, that's movie. the first movie oh that's upsetting yeah and so it was just like shit this... themselves in one <laughs> yeah that's the first one okay Charlotte because they decide to go on the honeymoon with Carrie after Big stood her up and then they oh the right and they go to Mexico, Mexico. yeah yeah the only other thing I remember, aside from someone shitting themselves, is I took my younger sister to see them. And I took her like I was I signed her out of school because I'm, you know, I'm old, a lot older than she is. And so I was able to just be like, yes, this is it. And I took her to like see the second one in theaters. She loves sex in the city. Like she, she was way too young to be watching it. But and I remember we brought the median age of the theater down by a good 30 years, probably. <laughs> and also that. They had done such a shitty job that the framing of it, like you would see the boom in shots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think they fixed it eventually, but it's just like, oh, this is how little they cared at that point. They were just like, as money. Someone, as someone who worked at the movie theater during the first one, I will say it is the most thrown up in movie I've ever had. <laughs> is it because a bunch of drunk women were coming in? <laughs> yep, that's right. They all got Cosmos as Santana Rowe and then came and watched it. And that- threw up in the theater. Fuck it, Sex in the City made me think I should drink sugary drinks like that when I got to New York. And that was a terrible idea. Terrible. And that's when I could still digest it because I was young. <laughs> what a dumb idea. It's perhaps the biggest lie they tell, aside from how diverse New York was not in the 90s and 2000s. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That and that you can eat more than one Magnolia cupcake and not get diabetes because that was another place I went to as a byproduct. I was like, these are delicious. <laughs> no, the the banana pudding and my Magnolia Ooh. is really good. And though. the and the icebox cake, but the cupcakes. Will the cupcakes are too sweet. Yeah, not good. But but at the time, I was like, I'm gonna get like four of them and pay too much. I'm a broke college student, but I don't care because it was on Sex in the City. I learned my lesson eventually. I stopped. But you do, you know. Yeah, but I, it just made me really sad. <laughs> You know, Allie so, Stoker's in the next one. Oh no! You know? So She's my, popping up and everything. My question is: Are you going to continue watching it? Do you think you can bring yourself to keep watching it? I'm having a harder time with if I can bring myself not to, because I it's not mm-hmm. it's not good, but it's like I, you know, I like them. I want. Do you, <laughs> so, but not anymore. I don't like them anymore. Yeah, I know, but it's just it's one of those things where I like. I don't know. It's I, I'm I'm definitely gonna probably <laughs> watch the next one, but it's just I I more don't want to watch it. I don't want to want to, you know. Sure. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it, but I'm not gonna be happy about it. That's fair. <laughs> Sounds like you're gonna watch the whole thing at least twice, Dana. Yep. Absolutely. Minimum. 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 That and West Side Story on repeat through the rest of 2021. <laughs> There you go. This has been a really good. Uh, it's been good such a good week. Musical, musicals for such you. A, such a <laughs> good. Uh, Evan Hansen and Westside now. God, Who, I miss cats. I can't believe yeah. I'm saying this. I miss cats. Listen, uh, cats broke the world. It. Okay. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Is- it's cats. That's true. Cats is probably responsible for COVID nineteen. It's absolutely yeah. responsible for COVID nineteen. Yeah. It's been proven. Science. Oh. All right. Well, what a bizarre week. 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess we started on a high note, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt, and now a couple of follow-up points. So, Mockingbird has actually already appeared in a Marvel show. We just all forgot about that. She was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and she was played by Adrian Palicki, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is technically canon within the MCU, so that may have just been us overthinking things. However, we're not ruling out the idea that Linda Cardellini's character does have a more integrated past with the Avengers or S.H.I.E.L.D. or one of those initiatives, and then actually the character of Mockingbird was just a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who's a really good fighter, similar to someone like Hawkeye or Haley Seinfeld's character. The character of Mockingbird uses night vision goggles, like her ex in the comics Hawkeye does, and then apparently she has a PhD in biology, which good for her. And at one point she gets a mortal injury and she's given the super soldier serum, so she gains enhanced strength, healing, and agility. At this point, they could definitely give this backstory to Linda Cardellini's character, but it's becoming more unlikely that the character will actually be called Mockingbird. And then as for Rachel Zegler, she will be playing Snow White opposite Gal Gadot's Evil Queen in Disney's live-action adaptation of Snow White, because that's just what we needed, another live-action adaptation of one of these stories. Leslie Grace, who played the main character of Nina in In the Heights, will be Batgirl in the HBO Max original Batgirl movie. And then as for, and just like that, as a reminder, you can also try to text 911. You know, it seems like Big sort of had use of one of his arms, and his phone wasn't that far away, and a lot of smartphones do okay in water. I don't think it was under the stream. We're just saying. Also, in the US, all wireless phones have the capability to call 911, whether or not you're on an active network, but you can only send a text if you have an active cellular plan, which he clearly does. Not all states have 911 texting capabilities, it sounds like, but New York does, and in fact, it was rolled out in June of 2020, which is early in the pandemic. Pandemic, and therefore, before the show is set, so he could have texted 911, she could have texted 911. Everyone, please, just what a terrible example the show is. And finally, Cynthia Nixon did run for governor of New York. She lost against Andrew Cuomo. That's a big ol' yikes. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing. 